Hello everybody, welcome to the Takedown Podcast, a Splitting Hairs podcast presented by Jackrabbit Illustrated. I'm Chad Myros, your co-host with Steve Christensen, and we're going to get right into it with Jackrabbit Wrestling. All right, today we're joined with Jeremiah and Cade DeVos, and we'll start out talking about Cade. He's a 2019 redshirt freshman from Altoona, Iowa, uh, via Southeast Polk High School. He's compiled a 162-7 career rate record there at Southeast Polk High School and won back-to-back state championship. He claimed the 3A state title at 145 pounds as a junior and then went undefeated 37-0 and to earn the 160-pound championship in 2019. He also won the 160-pound title in Greco-Roman and placed second in freestyle at in 200. Uh, excuse me, in 2019 at the Fargo Nationals. I'm going to let it let Steve take over with some questions with Cade. So go ahead. Hey, Cade. What's up? Welcome. Thank we're, you. We're talking to one of our newest Iowa rabbits, I guess. I guess we yes, can't sir. call it. Yeah, we can't call it South South Dakota, can we? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> Hashtag Iowa Jacks. <laughs> Cade, why the Jackrabbits? Um, you know, I think it was a pretty easy decision looking back at it now because uh, one thing about it was I took some unofficials earlier with Bono and Reader, and I really liked the campus. Like, I liked I liked the, um, the environment here. I liked how it was small, not too far away from home. And uh, I liked uh, – how like the fans were so involved even though it's a small town like you wouldn't think that but then they kind of left and I was like well and uh and then Han and Cody and Cam and all those guys came in and uh they recruited me pretty hard and I was I just could feel the like I could feel that they actually cared about me and they wanted me as bad as they said they want because some colleges be like yeah man you're the guy you're the guy and then they don't show that you're the guy. Yeah. So I could I could feel from them that they actually truly cared about me and wanted me in this program. And uh, South Dakota for me was the best of both worlds because I wanted to be a pharmacist and they had a good pharmacy program. And also Big 12 wrestling. I mean, it was, it was a good deal for me. And uh, I really liked it here. I came on my – I actually I actually committed before my official, but then I came on my official and I loved it. I loved it even more, so fell in love with everything here. I lo- love the coaches, and I'm even more excited to be here. So that's great. I think we do have the most down to earth coaches yeah. in the whole wrestling world. I, I really believe that. Jeremiah, how how do you feel about his decision to come to Brookings? Well, you know, the recruiting process is kind of a different animal. Um, but I, you know, as a parent. I don't think it was my job to, um, you know, make those decisions for him. Um, you know, I pretty much told all the coaches as they were recruiting him, you know, Hey, you don't have to convince me. He, you know, he's the guy that you're going to have to convince. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to live that. Uh, I'm going to be right here in Altoona, Iowa. <laughs> so, you know, he's got to be happy. And, um, you know, I just let him build those relationships with those coaches. Um, you know, as a parent, I guess my job was, you know, obviously Cade's going to respect, you know, um, you know, my opinions. So we did talk through a lot of that stuff. Um, and, you know, we kind of weighed out, 
you know, pros and cons of, you know, all the programs that were recruiting him. And, um, you know, ultimately, you know, the best of both worlds. I mean, um, you know, a great academic uh, university for him to go to as far as what he wanted to go into. Um, and athletically, you know, I mean, how can you go wrong? I mean, Damian Hahn, uh, you know, four-time <laughs> All-American, two-time national champ. You bring in uh, Cam Simes, you know, four-time All-American, national champ. Uh, Chris Sardane, three-time All-American. And, of course, you have Cody, uh, national qualifier. And we've known Cody a long time. And I think that that relationship that Kate had with Cody, um, my nephew wrestled with Cody at, at Waverly Shell Rock, Iowa. So I've, I've known okay. Cody 10-plus years. Um, and I think Cody made a real good connection with Cade, um, you know, something that he felt comfortable with. Um, and so, you know, it really was when it came down to it. Um, I was just helping try to sort through it all. Sure. During the, during the recruiting process, you're going to have every coach, that, like Cade kind of mentioned, you're going to have every coach kind of tell you what you want to hear. Um, so you got to kind of sift through that a little bit and really figure out, you know, how bad do they really want you and how vested are they going to be in you. Uh, with Damien, he knows always uh, well, the one thing that always stood out to me, probably more so than the other coaches when he would talk uh, with us, is emphasizing student athlete. Um, yeah. that's what you are. You're a student athlete. Um, he put just as much emphasis on the academic side as he did the athletic side. Um, and as we know, I mean, there is, you know, life after wrestling. So, um, yeah, and being a pharmacist student's no, be, no slouch program either. No, <laughs> no. right. Yeah. The academic demands of that are, are pretty tough. So, you know, they kind of laid out a game plan for him, um, during the recruiting visit or when they came uh, to the home here uh, on their recruiting visit um, and kind of laid out a game plan. I mean, they were, they had it prepared. I mean, they knew they had talked to some former alumni that were pharmacists and, and uh, you know, Hey, we can, you know, we can get you with a, for your internship or, or whatever. And, you know, we know, you know, the head of pharmacy and, you know, they just, they just were prepared. Um, and I could tell more prepared than probably anybody that we had talked to best staff in the country. And, and you kind of answered my next question already. What would you tell future recruits parents? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the big thing with that is um, you probably don't know, but I actually have been through this actually twice. Uh, my nephew was actually recruited out of high school. My brother um, actually has ALS. Um, so he wasn't able to make a lot of those recruiting business with my nephew. So I had a little, little bit of experience with how the recruiting process would work. And the one thing that I kind of wanted to emphasize with Cade, you're seeing a lot of, uh, you're seeing it more so now than ever where, you know, people, recruits are, uh, you know, verbaling, you know, early, you know, years, you know, a year or two years ahead of, you know, their actual signing date. And the one thing that I wanted, you know, I would tell, you know, parents is it's a stressful process. There's no doubt about it, um, but enjoy it. And, you know, make sure you make the right decision the first time. Um, don't, you, there's no, there's no need to rush, to rush through a decision. Sure. Just, you know, you just, just, Definitely. you know, weigh it all out. You know, I told Damien, I said, when Cade makes his decision, it's going to be his decision. You know, it's a, it's a gentleman's handshake. I mean, we're not, you know, so we didn't make that, you know, Cade didn't make that commitment right away. Um, after we talked to him, you know, we, we digested that information for, 
you know, a good, a good month, month and a half, um, you know, and talked about it. And uh, I think it's just important to, to really think it through and not that saying that, you, you know, kids aren't going to change their mind. I, I get it. Um, it's nothing against that, but our goal was to make that decision and make the right one the first time, I guess. Sure. Um, Jeremiah, can I, can I ask uh, approximately how many, how many people did you talk with as far as how many schools? I'm not looking for names, just uh Yeah, um, you know, I would say there was probably 10 to 15 schools. It's on the top of my head uh, that we talked to. Um, it's kind of interesting because, like I was telling you, you can kind of just you can kind of figure out what guys really want you as far as, you know, with communication with with Cade. You know, he would tell me, you know, hey, so-and-so called tonight or so-and-so called last night or you know, someone texted me. Um, so, you know, as kids start to, you'll notice as kids start to commit, um, some of those coaches, you know, have either, you know, got their guy um, or, you know, have filled, you know, whatever weight that, you know, they were potentially recruiting you at. And those, those contacts kind of die off. Yep, so sure. you're like, well, I mean, you didn't really want me that bad, obviously, if, you know, the contacts, you know, kind of, kind of ceased a little bit so it kind of makes those decisions a little bit easier too sure well great thanks for that hey hey Cade what's up you're back Te- we had a yeah I got disconnected I don't there. Have yeah <laughs> hey, what's the biggest difference between the college practice that you're going through now and your high school practices um I think there's a lot actually uh when I first came when I first came to these practices, we obviously started in like September, which is different. I mean, not for me, but for, for other guys mm-hmm. that are three month wrestlers, you start in November and, but coming in, we have like a preseason, a lot of running, wasn't a big runner, did not like that. So, uh, had a lot of running and different things like that, which, uh, wasn't a fan of, but I mean, it took <laughs> me, it like, it t- taught me a lot of mental toughness. I think's the big thing. There's a lot more grind and you have to be a lot more gritty in college than you do in high school, especially when you're not like in college, you're going to be wrestling a good guy, state champs, every single, every single, uh, every single or duel. So yeah, every single match. So, uh, in high school, you know, you don't have to always be ready, but in college you have to always be ready. So I think that's like the main difference and wrestling wise. I mean, there's a there was a lot I needed to work, learn. Like the first week or two I was here, I was not having fun. I remember coming back to my dorm room and I was like, God, I suck. <laughs> and I, that's what I thought for the first week or two. And then all of a sudden things started clicking and uh, started getting better little by little. And um, could feel it too. Could feel feel myself getting better, getting those takedowns, and then start mm-hmm. beating kids I wasn't beating before. And then and then having good good opens and tournaments and uh i think the biggest different yeah yeah it does uh and it's 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 exciting too because uh i mean i'm just keep i keep getting better so uh i want to just keep doing that and eventually accomplish my goals but uh i mean i think one of the biggest things wrestling wise college to or high school to college is probably bottom i struggle still on bottom Mm -hmm. and i uh did really bad when I got here. And then another thing too, is probably just that mental toughness, just that mental toughness and be able to wrestle when you're really tired and be able to to do things when you're really tired, because 
in these matches, you're going to have stressful moments. And if you can, if you can wrestle under pressure, especially against a good guy, you're, you're usually going to wind up on the, on the front side on winning the match. So uh, that's sure. That's basically it. Can, can you maybe walk us through what an average day schedule is for you as a college wrestler? Oh yeah. Okay. So my Mondays I have, uh, I have practice obviously at three and uh, we lift in the morning. So we lift in the morning at about seven and then I have practice at three and then Tuesdays, I have an individual, so I have an individual at 11, and then... Uh, Can you tell us what an individual is, so everybody knows? Oh, yeah. So, individual is basically like a one-on-one with a coach, so okay, it's okay. not, you're with the whole team. So, our team practices are would be our, like, team lifts, and sure, our team sure. practices, which are always at three, or and a you, set time, but an, what's that? And do you do that with Coach Mo, or do you do that with the wrestling coaches? I do that with the wrestling coaches. Okay. So I do that with, uh, so my individual on Tuesday is with Cody okay. Caldwell. And then my, uh, individual on Thursdays with Sinez. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, thanks. Yep. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, I mean, personally, no, I didn't know what an individual was. So yeah, I appreciate yeah, so the time out to say that. Yeah. So our individual, I have individual on 11 on Tuesday and then three is team practice. And Wednesday we just have a team three and then a little light drill after. And then Thursday I have last, last semester I had individual and then practice, but this semester we're doing it. So we, everyone has an individual on Thursday at different times. So that's kind of nice. It's, it's, it's kind of new. I'm still getting used to it, but uh, then Friday we just have team practice which a lot of the times now it's kind of like uh, a practice of the freshmen or the red shirts and the non-starters because the starters are usually gone or traveling sure. somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, so when I was in high school, uh, well, I was a fat kid kind of. So <laughs> the only people I had to wrestle were the coaches. They're the only one big enough to wrestle me and I ended up hurting two thirds mm-hmm. of them. But do you actually wrestle Cody or Cam? Ever? Oh, yeah. I wrestle, mm-hmm. I wrestle Cam. It's not fun. Okay. <laughs> Both guys are neat, right? <laughs> no, uh, I mean if uh, you don't want to have a good time, that's what you, that's who you wrestle with is Cam Simon. So oh. fair enough. Could you suppose you could walk me through the average uh, the average team practice too? Like maybe go yeah. through who runs that, or is there is there an El Jefe, the boss of the of, of that, <laughs> that, or so, maybe a uh, um, or our Mondays and. Our Mondays and Tuesdays are pretty, uh, pretty live, more hard, hard drilling, live orientated or orientated, tated. So Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, a warm up, a warm up that lasts about ten to twelve minutes, and then uh, we do stretching and just free drill. And uh, sometimes Cam Simez is not in a good mood, so he'll lead that warm up. But uh, then we have a light drill, and then after that, we usually do like a spar or sometimes technique or hard drilling. And then uh, after that, we'll go into some longer goes. So live goes, get you pretty exhausted and then some conditioning at the end. And then Tuesday, Tuesday is about the same. Um, it's just a little bit shorter go- goes usually. And uh, sure, the practice is a little bit shorter and uh, less vigorous, I- I'd say. But it's basically about the same. And then uh, Wednesday 
it's just it's Wednesday's a pretty light day. You just have a a lift, which, uh, which is like it's me. It's not that bad. And then you have a light drill after, so that's just thirty minutes free drill. Just stay sounds good. Is usually um, depends on the it depends on the week. Oh my god! But okay, so our Thursdays, our Thursdays are. Uh, Depending on the week, it's usually if we have a match on Friday or a meet on Friday, we'll usually have like a light or light drill match, which doesn't last that long. And then you basically go on your own and uh, do what you need to get your weight off. And then if it's not Thursday, that's what our Fridays are like. So our Thursdays and Fridays are just kind of light drill, not not much live, if if live, maybe like a match or so. And then, uh, yeah, that's basically it. And then you have competition weekends and just restart over and over again okay sure thanks let's talk a little bit about your year so far there's probably most of the fans you know that come uh they see what happens at frost arena they don't know what the mm-hmm. redshirt freshmen are doing yeah so, no. so a little bit about your year so far you're 19 and 4 in your redshirt year mm-hmm. you've got wins over three ranked opponents ac headley mm-hmm. from north carolina uh, Barone from Illinois and Thomas from Minnesota. Um, for the casual fan, they probably didn't know about the Midlands and what happened there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna start it out by by saying what the results were. So, Cade uh, wrestled uh, Hartman from Army in the first match and lost four to two. I remember watching at home, thinking if he had some coaches or if he was attached that match would have went differently because there were some stall calls, if I remember right, that, that weren't really warranted. But anyway, on to the loser's bracket. So then you will go on to beat the starter from Cal Poly, the mm-hmm. starter from Northern Iowa, the starter from American University, the starter for Illinois that was ranked, the starter for North Carolina that was ranked at the time, which leads you up into your match with Monday from Princeton, who is who's ranked fifth. And it was a very tight match, and um, I'm going to leave it there and just say, and I, I just want to know what you learned at the Midlands. Uh, probably the one thing I learned was my confidence really like shot up. I mean, I I kind of just went to the Midlands. I didn't look at the brackets or anything, and I was just like, I'm going to I'm going to go out there and wrestle because obviously it's a tough tournament, and I know that. So uh, I learned as I was beating these kids, I would like look at who I who was beaten. I was like, oh man, I'm right with these guys. So uh, so by by I'd say probably about once I made the second day, I think I think it it really turned like my confidence really turned around, and I was like, I can I can place at this tournament. I can beat these ranked guys. I'm right here with them. So uh, I mean, I just it was kind of like a it was kind of like a um just the thing where like it, the ball just kept rolling. I just kept going and going. And uh, I mean, I wrestled, just kept wrestling consistent and I, I just wrestled good. I don't know. Yeah. And, and yeah. you hurt your ankle at that last match. And yep. Medical forfeited off to eighth place, which, you know, most of the guys that went to that tournament would be happy with eighth place going there yeah. unattached. So great yeah. tournament. And, and it's, it's good to know, you know, the, those kinds of results we're going to, I think with this coaching staff, we're going to have a lot of red shirts with good results at these tournaments coming in. I think we, mm-hmm. this team's going to get so good. 
that one's a pretty tough tournament too. I mean, absolutely. I, I don't want people yeah. to, to not understand how tough that tournament is. Okay, so the magic question I have after talking to your dad last Saturday night is, how was it having your dad in the corner when he didn't have to when when he didn't have his jeans on? Yeah, uh, <laughs> first three matches, you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's uh, it's kind of took me back to old days where he was in my coach or he was my coach for basically my whole career up to high school. So uh, it was kind of it was kind of fun doing a little throwback there. But uh, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm like I'm matured and grown now. So um, I mean, he knows his wrestling. So uh, I felt and I'm comfortable with it. I've grown up. He's my dad. So it's not like it's you threw some random guy in my corner or whatever. But, sure. uh, yeah. So, I mean, I just knew, uh, I knew, I mean, I know he's a good coach and, uh, he's been there. He's been there for me. So, uh, I mean, I just tried not to think about that. I just went out there and wrestled. I knew I probably didn't have, especially in those last matches, I didn't have any, I knew he was going to get kicked out every time, but I was just, <laughs> focused on the match and uh just going out there and uh wrestling a smart match for myself because uh i like to say i'm a smart wrestler so i mean um i'm not i try not to freak out about that kind of stuff and let that get to my head like i'm at a disadvantage because i don't coach or whatever but um i mean it obviously would have helped but uh i mean i did what i did so i worked out i guess What's what's the story behind the jeans? I'm I'm in the dark here. All right, well let me interject here. <laughs> so as you know, most opens, you know, there's no coaching, uh, mm-hmm. no coaches there. So um, I hadn't planned on coaching. I had um, we actually met up with the Kimballs. Um, Dan is a redshirt freshman as well um, from Iowa, and they had a suite there at the uh, at the Sears Center. So. I had not any, any intentions of coaching. Generally, when they go to these opens, the kids kind of just coach each other. Um, sure, sure. But at this tournament, at this tournament, um, their matches were all so close together that uh, they couldn't really, I mean, they were trying to get warmed up and, and ready for their matches that they really couldn't coach each other. So I thought, you know, what the heck, I might as well go down there just as a dad and, and try to make sure, you know, if there's something happens that's, you know, with the clock or, you know, you know, a, a, you know, questionable call um, that, you know, that he at least has somebody there to, um, you know, to kind have of his back, have his right? back. Yeah. Have some support there. So I, I did obviously apparently didn't know. I mean, like I said, I'm just a dad. Um, I, I obviously didn't know that there was some type of, dress code um <laughs> to sit in the corner i guess so um but so i went down to the first match and i had my hat my my J, my jwc hat on and you know my jack rabbits wrestling sweatshirt and a pair of jeans on and they let me sit in the corner and the match went on and the ref kind of whispered at me he said hey would you mind taking your hat off and i said yeah no problem so i took i took my hat off and Coached him through that match. Um, did the same thing. I didn't wear my hat the second time. Got through that match. Um, I think I even got through maybe the first three matches with my jeans on. In the fourth match, um, one of the officials told me you can't sit in the corner with jeans on. So I'm like, well, I didn't know. So 
ended up sitting off the corner. Well, then I thought I'd outsmart him a little bit. Um, so Cade would have a pair of joggers that he'd warm up in. So I thought, you know what? I'll just throw these joggers. And they said, no jeans. I'll just throw these joggers over my jeans <laughs> when I go <laughs> when I go in the corner. How'd well, that turn out? <laughs> it turned out good for the first match. Um, got in the corner again. <laughs> and then the next match um, that was against Headley. Uh, from North Carolina, the ref came up to me and asked me if those were joggers. And I said, yeah, they're joggers. He's like, well, you can't sit in the corner with joggers on. So, <laughs> so I didn't even try in the Monday match. I was, I was at, at that point, I'd given up all hope. So, sure. um, so um, next it was time you're probably going to be wearing some slack. Huh? Yeah. Like I said, had I planned on doing that, I probably would have done a little different, but, uh, you know, I, like I said, for me, it was just more of, you know, Kate's, you know, I've taught him about as far as I can teach him, um, you know, as far as wrestling and technique. It's it's mainly just reminders, um, things that, you know, they may for, forget to do on the mat, you know, move their feet, move their hands, um, sure. make sure that, the, you know, the clock and riding time and all that stuff, you know, um, just that he had a voice in the corner, basically, so. Yeah, and the good thing is, is he's biologically trained to hear your voice, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Or ignore it. Or ignore right. it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's right. mom's been ignored, ignored the most, but that's my experience. Hey, uh, Kate, I got a question for you. I know that uh, wrestlers in, typically are, are particularly a tight-knit group, and uh, is there anyone in particular that you've – become close friends with up there at SDSU so far or, or is it just the whole group or uh, yeah I mean I, I like everyone here. uh some of the freshmen I've, I've grown pretty close with obviously because I'm around them every day but um I mean I love everyone on the team I'll be there for everyone if they any ever need it but uh I've grown, grown close with uh the freshmen down here so uh Shout out to Danny Kimball doing homework in my room right now. So nice. <laughs> not having any background noise. That I appreciate that. Thank you, Danny. So uh, South Polk, I'm thinking about that when I see that and I think, ah, oh, isn't that the Rams? I'm thinking about, hey, I'm pretty sure they park cars out there during the during the state fair. Mm-hmm. And isn't it like right by a a garbage dump? Is that that is out there? I I don't know about that one. But... Well, there is a landfill. Okay, um, yeah, what I thought. Yeah, landfill. there is a landfill. It's about four miles, four miles uh, east of the high school. There, um, the high school is kind of out in the country. It's off a off a, a busy four lane uh, highway. So yeah, Highway fifty five is that right? Thinking uh, one sixty three. Oh yeah, it's on one sixty three, sure, which is University Avenue. Fares yep. on it, goes all the way through. Yep. So speaking yep, of, exactly. Speaking of that school, is there anybody uh other than Nolan uh that's that you know is wrestling in college right now or any former opponents or you want yeah, to talk uh, about Nolan a little bit? So Gabe's great or Gabe Christensen is uh still wrestling there right now. I think he's going to Iowa next year, he's going to Iowa next year. Okay, and then okay. uh Lance graduated in my class. Lance Runyon, he's wrestling at U and I right now. Sure. So, uh, and then obviously I know Willie Willie Nicholas pretty well. 
Um, played some Fortnite with him before. And where's he wrestling at? Uh, he's coaching now at Iowa State. He oh, just, okay, okay. Yep. So he was a four-time All-American from uh, sure. Mizzou, and uh, he transferred to Iowa State his last year. So, um, yeah. I mean, I know all those guys. He, that stuff, you kind of have to know those guys. So, because uh, they've done, they've made some noise. So, uh, sure, definitely. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, just is there uh, maybe anything that you'd go back and play with your freshman or sophomore high school self and wrestling? Maybe, maybe for school, you know, that you've, you've learned now that you wish you knew <laughs> back then or life in uh, general? I mean, probably the main thing is wrestling or wrestling wise i'd say probably the main thing is just i wish i wish i didn't get get myself so caught up on uh like how much a match means or how much a tournament means i wish i would would have just like let the nerves kind of or let let the wrestling anxiety kind of uh not play such a factor in my matches i know that kind of hurt me in my sophomore year in the state finals so I mean, now what the way I think about it now, which I wish I would have known back then, is like I don't really care that I got second at state as a sophomore. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, but at the time, at the time, it was like the biggest deal for me. So, uh, I mean, I wish I would have been so so hard on myself a little bit, or just so like, like go out there and enjoy it a little bit. Yeah, more, the yes. moment kind of deal. Yeah. All will come in due time. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, just not let it, not let it be such a like fear factor not let it be like, Oh no, if I lose this match, it's going to be terrible. Just go out there and be like, I got, I got many things to look forward to after this. So I, I know when I wrestled in high school, everybody I wrestled with talked about how they got, you know, the butterflies in the stomach mm-hmm. and I, and I never really got that and they just didn't believe me, but usually mine didn't happen until right before the match because being heavyweight, you're always who was relied upon to win a close match or duel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I got some more for you, Jeremiah. Here's all right. Quick, here's a real quick one. The saying goes if you aren't blank, then you aren't what? Or if you ain't what, you ain't what? If you ain't what, you ain't what. I'm just <laughs> with the last name. If you ain't hungry, you ain't a champion. How about that? There you go. That's awesome. That's a good I was one. just, I was just hoping you were keen on the. If you ain't much, you ain't Dutch. Or if you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. <laughs> D. Voss makes you think yeah, it might be a Dutch. <laughs> yeah, I got a little mixture of everything in this. I think so. Fair enough. Six hours to Brookings. You gonna are you gonna make most of the matches up there? Yeah, actually, I, it's actually about five hours. Uh, oh, is it five? Okay. Yeah, I can generally do it in five. That's usually with a stop. Yeah, I mean, my plan is, um, you know, as a parent, um, he, he only gets to do this for so long. Absolutely. Um, oh, there you go. You know, it's just I've it's kind of been part of our life, you know, since he was five years old. Um, you know, traveling tournaments, we spent a lot of time on the road together. You know, that's how we've. I think, you know, probably developed our bond more than anything is just, you know, spending nights in hotels down in Tulsa when he was a youth or heading out to, you know, elementary duels out in, you know, uh, Virginia or Pennsylvania. And so we spend so much time together. It's been a big part of our life. 
Yeah, that's and great. I want to enjoy. Yeah, I want to enjoy every minute of it. So my my goal is to make it to every duel he's wrestling in, whether it's uh, you know, you know, in Fresno or or West Virginia or right here in you know Ames, Iowa. So we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, like I said, weather permitting, I'm gonna, that's definitely my goal. So yeah, that's pretty awesome. I know when I wrestled, and I'm sorry, to keep bringing that back up, but. My mom had certain things she just couldn't watch, like when my arms went back and back, and you know what I'm talking about. Do you have any can't watch situations when your son's out there, or is you just kind of immune to that around him for wrestling for so long? Yeah, I, you know I've been around it so long, and you know I I can't say there's a there's a whole lot um, that really bothers me. I guess. You know, I guess the, the big thing for wrestlers, is knee, or they always say, are knees and shoulders. Right. Um, so, you know, it seems like those injuries just always have a, an effect on a wrestler. It's, you know, kind of the two important, important joints, I guess I would say. So, And, and I can um, attest to that two shoulder surgeries later. So, Yeah. So I guess it's just, it's just the wear and tear, you know. And that's kind of what I worry about, worry a lot about now with, I know, you know, wrestling is obviously gaining popularity, you know, women's mm-hmm. wrestling is huge now. Yeah, it is. Um, right. Yeah. D2 and D3 both passed. Yep. Sure uh, did. Past uh, division re- or women's wrestling. So, you know, the one thing, you know, you, that that's obviously spurred, you know, youth clubs, you know, you know, at the young age training facilities and, and Kate did a little bit of that too, but, uh, I guess what worries me a, a little bit about that is some of those kids uh, train so hard at a young age. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, your body's only got so much in it. This sport's tough. Uh, it's, it's tough on everything. And, uh, Very much so. um, you know, I just that's kind of one thing that I've always tried to with Cade. We didn't do, you know, as he got older, we kind of scaled back our tournaments. You know, we would do the tough tournaments that we wouldn't necessarily wrestle every, you know, every week um, just to kind of save those miles a little bit. Cause it's, it's hard on your body. I, I love how you say we, when you say that, that's pretty cool. I, and I'm I get sure what glad, you mean by that. I'm sure glad you guys put in all those hours and miles so we could enjoy it here in the next few years. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and, and I was, Jeremiah, how much blue do you own now? What's that? How much blue do you own now? I own quite a bit of blue. I own quite a bit of blue. I usually hit the gear, the gear sales up every time they come out. And usually when we're up in Brookings, I try to hit the bookstore a little bit, maybe grab some gear. So, um, no, I got, I got plenty of it. Um, I'm just hoping I can, uh, keep the weight down so I can, I don't have to keep buying more. <laughs> more. Get out there in the solar that a little bit, huh? Are you a former wrestler yourself? I mean, you've been coaching for so long. I imagine you had some wrestling background. Yeah, I had some wrestling background. I wasn't uh, – it's now I'm not ashamed to admit I had uh, nothing near the capabilities of Cade. So um, it seems like wrestling is kind of a generational sport um, as far as, you know, with family ties. Definitely, yeah. It seems, you know, most people that wrestled had a family member or brother, you know, or somebody, dad, that wrestled. Um, so, you know, it's it's been in my family um, – you know, from my, I, at least a, one generation. So, um, you know, I just learned everything just like anybody else, just watched the sport, grew up youth clubs, wrestling and wrestled in high school. And, and after high school, I just wasn't skilled enough to go on to the next level. And, 
Um, I understand. You know, just, <laughs> I'm yeah, I just enjoy it. So, uh, either of you have any thoughts on Frost versus other venues, Frost Arena? Mm-hmm. Or care to, care to talk about your experiences or your first experience there, maybe? I'm getting all worked up. <laughs> I don't like watching. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be out there. Yeah, Frost, you know, uh, you know, thing about Frost is it's actually a perfect venue for wrestling. I mean, it really is. Um, Not too big. You know, it's, yeah, exactly. You get into some of these big arenas uh, for the wrestling programs and it just, it feels empty inside. Um, Frost is, you, you know, there's not really a bad seat in the house uh, nope. for a wrestling meet there. Um, I like to see it a little bit more full, but I mean, I'm sure anybody would. Um, and I think it's coming. Um, I think the way this program's uh, progressing uh, at, a, at a pretty pretty fast rate, um, I think we're going to see more fans in the seat. Um, but, man, when they're yelling and you can hear those guys just, you know, fans giving that ref heck about, you know, a call. And you just can't help but chuckle and just want to, like, pump your fist a couple of times. Like, you're going to stay on this guy. So, um, it's, it's a, it's an awesome environment, um, to wrestle in. I know I'm, I can't wait to watch Cade wrestle in that, in that arena and, you know, give, put on a, put on a show for those fans and, you know, make it, uh, make it money well spent on that, on that season ticket. Sure. So more of a, since I'm a little bit familiar with the area you guys live in there, I got, I want, I'm curious what you both think about this. Knoxville Nationals, Fair or Adventureland, which, no. Uh, Cade, feel free, one. man. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm not a big fair guy. You're not a big fair guy, okay? No, I'll go. I'll go once or two, like I'll go a couple times. Obviously, I'm not gonna miss it. But uh, just going over and over for me is just nah, it's boring. Adventureland, that's like uh, up to about sophomore year of high school, then I'm out of there. So. <laughs> for me there's a lot, a lot of little kids running around up there so uh sure sure yeah uh but yeah but for me i'd probably good. say i'd probably say uh fair now probably the fair now sure um for me um I'm not an adventureland guy i usually my kids have season passes so my daughter goes quite a bit um fair i'm about a once once every three year guy, and I don't think I miss much. So I can go one year and three years later go, and it seems like it's the same thing. So um, Knoxville Nationals, I've actually never been there, um, but I would love to go. Um, I'm there every year. Are oh, yeah. I That's used why to. I know I where Polk High School is because I drive by it every year yep. to, get to our place there in Pella. Right. Yeah. No, I would, I would love. I've, I used to, uh, back when I was in college, I, I used to go to, uh, some local racetracks and watch some dirt racing. And um, so, yeah, no, I, if I had a choice, it would definitely be Knoxville nationals. Um, I just haven't been there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of sweet and speaking of Bella, thoughts on Jarsmo Bakery, where you indulge. And yep. you talking about Pella. Yeah. The Yarsma Bakery ever gotten there? I have not. Oh. I have not. Um, we used to go boating quite a bit down there on Lake Red Rock. Sure. Right outside yeah. Pella there. Yep. Um, but I, I, you know, it was just enough to get to Pella and put the boat in the water and, you know, spend a day on the lake. I didn't really get around Pella too much. So, 
Great. Thanks for that, guys. Cade, five years from now, what would you like us fans at SDSU to remember you for? Hopefully, hopefully four-time national champion. That's the goal. But I mean, if that's if that's not if that's gonna if that's not gonna happen, I'd like to be remembered as, uh, I mean, the kid that went out there that was that was a good person off the mat and on the mat and uh, humble and uh, works hard, but works hard in silence. And uh, I mean, just just did this did this for my own love of the sport and uh, competed with my all basically. So. You'll go far with that. Yep. Does the team okay. make it? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yep, no, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to ask a little more on that one. My apologies. Does, does the team make it out to any of the other uh, SDSU athletic events Is it, as a team? I mean, I know I've seen sometimes like the basketball players come to different events, including wrestling. Do you guys get out to any of those? Yeah, uh, we go. I, I remember at the beginning uh, – we went to some volleyball, some volleyball meets because uh, Cody, Cody's uh, fiance was the coach there, or was one of the coaches. So we we went out to a few volleyball. We went to the football games too, and uh, that's ba- that's basically it. Though I haven't been to much other than volleyball and football here. I'd like to go out more and see other see other things, but uh, it's kind of kind of busy. <laughs> we'll get there though. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh, what about uh, – is there any non-wrestling athlete that – I think we lost Chad. <laughs> Chad, are you still on? I'll pick up where he left off. <laughs> All right. Do you have a favorite move? Oof. My, so, I so probably let's say, let's say that. You, yeah, go ahead. Tell us that. Okay. First. So I'm a big neutral guy. So my favorite, my favorite move on neutral, is probably, uh, it's probably an elbow pass to a knee pull. So okay, that's that's probably my favorite move, but. Uh, used to be used to be one of my main moves I hit, but I I actually don't hit it that much. But it's still my favorite move. So okay, so now you've been deferred to. Do you go down, up, or neutral, or release them? Uh, yeah, what, a, what do you prefer? I uh, well, I'll go I'll go down to get my point, but uh, on top, not not a big fan on top. Still working on getting better on top, but uh, usually when I'm on top, I just kind of want to get back on my feet. Yep, because that's where I'm most comfortable. So, okay. Anything else that both of you would want to say to anybody out there? Yeah. Yeah. We're free for. No, I don't really have anything else. I, you know, like I said uh, earlier, you know, uh, I'm grateful Kate's a part of the program. Um, excited to, to get up to Brookings. You know, that the one thing I didn't mention about Brookings, you know, being at SDSU for Kate is it's, you know, one of the things that drew us there was the was the community, um, tight knit, uh, rabid Jackrabbit fans, um, support the athletes. You know, I couldn't I couldn't feel like my kid being away from me Absolutely. is probably in a better that's, place that's than awesome. where he's at now. So definitely, 
Well, with that, I think we're going to close. I uh, just want to thank you guys on behalf of the podcast, myself and Steve and Jackrabbit Illustrated, for taking time out of your busy schedules. Uh, and I'm sure you got plenty of homework to do, Cade. So <laughs> we're going to let you go. Yeah, I'll wait a few hours to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and definitely thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. 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 You bet. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right, well, we're going to move on tonight, and we're going to go over the OU-Oklahoma uh, dual recap, and we're going to go through the individual results in order, starting with Steve in the first match. Uh, thank you. Colton Carlson, the 157-pound match, had number 19, Justin Thomas. Uh, we dropped that match. It did yeah. look like it was going to go much worse than what it was, but he was able it to did. battle. Yeah. Yeah, he battled back pretty hard on that one. He did, and you know, Coach Hans always talking about March is the time, March is the time, and if you look back at Colton, he wrestled this guy last March at the Big 12s and lost 5-1. to one. So hopefully, um, that's where we're going to be come March this year, and we can wrestle a little bit better. And uh, Hey, he kept us in the duel by battling back. Absolutely. I was just going to say, man, he didn't give up. He battled. We ended up with only a one bonus point there. So, I mean, that those all add up in a duel. Absolutely. And so then it was zero to four um, favoring Oklahoma at that point. And the next match we had was a 165-pound bout. That was Tanner Cook. And, of course, <laughs> Tanner does Tanner things, right? Um, how else do you say that? He pinned the guy in 40 seconds, and I kid you not, that guy was in as deep as any any shot I've ever seen. It was just the same old story, and and the place went nuts, right? I mean, it, I almost lost my voice. It is just crazy. Just crazy. I did. I, I've been hoarse for two days. I still am not talking very well. Yeah, so. mine was a little bit hoarse still yesterday from the whole match, but <laughs> and most of that came from that one. And it, I, You know, wrestling in general – a minute seems like forever and two seconds seems like forever. And it seemed like we were up and hollering and hooting and trying to get that pin for 15 seconds at least. It, it did. You it, know? It, yeah. And if that was the case, he got it at 40 seconds, you know, I mean, that's yeah. when he finally got a pin. So that just shows you how fast that match went. Yeah. So, and, so that is six, four that, Hey, we got the lead. We're heading into the yeah. 74 pound match. Uh-huh. And Cade, unfortunately has the number 10 ranked guy in the nation and you know he was down 11-0 in the third and got pinned and and he listen he was battling i'm just going to tell you something about that 174 pound bracket in our conference alone joe smith is rated fifth in the conference he's he's an all-american yeah so that's what cades had to battle every match that we have and it's just and he's been in them all. He's he right ha- there. He has. This one, uh, you know, the ending wasn't what we wanted. We're down yeah. 6'10 at that point. But guess who we got coming up? Well, yeah. Next is our 184-pounder, par- um, number 16, Zach Carlson. And he was wrestling Damian, uh, Darren Roberts, ex- excuse me. And he got uh, a major decision out of that one. Uh, with, uh, And so, uh, you know. We get that. We're at 10 all, and we go into the crowd pleaser, right? 
Mr. Tanner Sloan. And, and you know, we talked last week, and, and we both agreed that he was going to avenge that loss from earlier at the Cliff Keens, and he definitely did over Woodley. Um, got he that did. early takedown, and, you know, you know, you get that early takedown, um, it's pretty hard to get beat at that point in a low-scoring match once you have that. You um, know, I was just going to interject. I read a stat yesterday where – not yesterday, but the other day – if you get the first takedown, like 98% of the time, you win the match. Yep. That's, Is that that's not a crazy stat in wrestling? Very believable. Like, yep. It is if you know wrestling real well, but, I mean, from the outside looking in, you wouldn't necessarily just assume the first guy to score is the one that's going to yep. win the match. So then we got a 13-10 to 10 lead. It's still pretty loud in Frost, and then we come into your element. Yeah. The uh, hashtag dancing bear, rushing dancing bears, right? <laughs> That's right. Hey, Nate Walters is my boy. I'm telling you, I love that guy. I love watching him wrestle. I know how hard it is to fight when you're you're in those those matches. You know, trying not to get fatted on, still trying to score points. You know, pushing forward so that you don't get a stalling called on you. And and you know, like we were saying, with the 15 seconds waiting for the pin to come on Tanner's match. You know, this guy goes out there, he wrestles all three matches, he wrestles both overtimes, and then he goes two more, right? Right. And and he ends up winning it on ride time, which is a testament to his tenacity and not giving up. And, you know, because it's hard to keep a guy down, you know. You watch him get out. Man, he got out from bottom to neutral – Pretty much at will. At will. But that other guy, he wrote him good. And, you know, he just slash outworked that hashtag outworked that guy, you know. And so kudos to him. I, he's a huge improvement from what he from what he was wrestling last year, and that's not to take away from his previous body of work. But I, I think maybe he's arguably the most improved on the team, and, and that's not trying to take away from anybody else. That's just my personal opinion. And so that ends that that leaves us at sixteen ten, uh, leading leading the match, going doing pretty good going into the next match, which is one hundred twenty five pounds. And it's uh, Mister Vega against Mister Moody. Yeah. And Danny yeah. Vega just keeps doing it. Yeah, a major did. decision. We got a twenty to ten lead. Moody is no slouch. I mean, no, definitely not. I don't think he's progressed in his college career like everybody thought that he would. I don't know if you remember Connor Brown had lost to him a little bit back when Connor was here. But Vega, you know, he's finally in the rankings, which rankings are rankings, whatever. I just have to laugh sometimes because Flo's got three guys that he's beat ranked ahead of him. I mean, what do you have to do to get up there? Yeah, it's rankings are, you know, we were talking about a little bit last, last week on the pod and, Rankings are kind of funny in, in wrestling, and it, it would almost be nice if there was like a massy ranking that aggregated all of them into one like master ranking. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Because like, I, I I wish that was out there, and if it is, somebody's gonna let me know. I mean, <laughs> and what like, everybody always says is rankings mean something in March. You know, that's well, what everybody's that's working true, for. Right? So we got a twenty to ten lead at that point, and then we're going into the hundred and thirty three pound match. Which is our which is our buddy Zach Price, and he's wrestling the number seventeenth in the country guy ranked. Uh, it's Anthony Madrigal, and and he loses on a six zero decision. But you know he really wrestled his butt off. He wrestled tough, and uh, you know I I know he didn't probably like to end 
end the whole thing there. But, uh, you know, we end up with what, 20 to 13 in, yep. in the duel? Yep. And, and we and we had what? What did we, we say last week for a score? What did we guess? 28 to 10 is what I had. 28 to 10, night. yep. So, 28 to 10. Oh, so we missed a couple bouts there. We did. We did. Oh, we, let's we, go back to the 141. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Clay... Clay had Dom Dimas from Oklahoma, who is very good. He's rated number seven. Um, I, he wrestled hard. He battled. Uh, Dimas just right now is just um, a little bit tougher right now. Um, but uh, he kept us in the match. Yeah, definitely. Um, we knew going into that that Henry had to win his pretty much. So after that match, it was 20 to 16. Um, thank God Clay's got a good motor. You know, he tried throwing an inside trip and he tried everything on Clay and he, he was good. He, he battled. He battled he hard. He battled so. hard. Yeah. Hats off to Clay. That yeah, leads Clay us into his off. And, and, did. didn't, and we didn't get any, we didn't get any bonus points against us there either. So that was good. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, we end up with Henry, uh, you know, he's ranked number 10th in the country and, you know, Hammer and Hank, as you like to call him, Mr. Polmont. <laughs> he's he's going to do Henry things, right? And, uh, you know, he's wrestling a tough guy, that Griffin Butler. He was ranked about 25th yep. in the country, and, and he ends up winning by a 7-2 decision. And, and, again, I know he didn't want to end things there either, but, uh, you know, I, as far as the match, I don't think he likes – I heard Coach Han say he wasn't real, real happy being the last wrestler. Right, right. And but it ended, I don't – I don't think the ref did him any favors. I mean, that guy was working not to get majored. I'm pretty sure that guy has stolen down to an art form because, I mean, that guy, he should go into acting or something because he had the ref bamboozled. And, uh, yeah, so it ends up 23 to to 16 is the duel, uh, the final count on the duel, and we had 28 to 10. So we were pretty close. Um I thought I thought we did pretty well on that. You know? A couple matches, had, yeah. I mean, we had our yellow and blue glasses on a little bit. We're going to be a little bit homery, I guess. We we always want to see our guys do well. Sure. Okay, let's uh, look forward a little bit to the next week. This next week, it'd be this week, I guess. Um, and we're going down to wrestling Oklahoma State down in Stillwater. And why don't we go through those matches? And sure. Start us off. So Danny Vega, he's got number four in the country, Nick Piccinini. Nick's a redshirt senior. Um, he's number four, but outside of Spencer Lee, at number one, you can throw the you, yeah you can throw the next yeah. four guys up yeah. in the air and, and place them out that way. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough match. Uh, I think uh, Danny's gonna hold his own. Um, I'm thinking it's a one or two point match, but I'm going to lean towards Piccinini at this point. Um, unfortunately, got to pick against my guy, but hopefully he can prove me wrong. That's why we're going to wrestle this. That's right. You know, coach was quoted the other day saying, uh, you know, on paper, we aren't going to be doing so well, but, uh, but that's why we wrestle. So, um, yeah, I, I think I have to agree with you. I think we get a, a decision there. It's them top guys, man. They're tough. And and I know Danny has too. I'm not trying to take away from what he does. But uh, 
but I think we end up losing losing that match by close one. Yeah, on the road, just gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. They they're a tough program. So that has us as zero three in the duel, right? That's right. We agree on that. And yep. up next is Zach Price, and he like he was previously ranked, like we said last week, and he wrestles a freshman, Reese Witchcraft, and you know, my personal thoughts is Zach. Zach's a tough wrestler. I think, I think he pulls this one off. I, I do you recall what what the outcome was up at U and I for for Witchcraft? I think he lost, didn't he? Uh, I don't think he wrestled. Let's oh, he did. I'll tell you here in two seconds. All right, I'll give you a hot second. Give me a hot second. A hot second. Sorry, yeah, it's, at it's a hot he I lost he ten to five. Ten to five. Yeah, so he I, lost ten I, to five. But I like but Zach's the, chances here. But then he came back and beat Todd Small from Iowa State nine eight. Mm. But Iowa State didn't have their best duel last week either. No, they so. did not. I'm still betting on Zach. How about you? <laughs> He's my boy. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. So we're going to say a decision on that one. Yep. Okay. So we got three three all. And you're up next. We got Clay Carlson against Dusty Hone, um, which is a backup for them because uh, Cade Brock's out and Jufeller's out. Who else? And now Dusty, he's a redshirt freshman just like Clay, so it's kind of an equal footing there. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that this is one of our matches where we got a pretty good chance of pulling off the win here. Um, I agree. I'm going to take Clay in the decision. I, I agree. I think it's a pivotal match for us. We've got to get all the points we can. So then it's uh, 6-3 SDSU. And after that, we've got, at least in the weights, we don't know how they're going to wrestle because they always can change the, the lineup. Order. Yep. Uh, but up next is the 149 weight class. That's Henry. we got him at number nine right now. And he's wrestling. Boy, he's got a, he's got a stud in that <laughs> Lee Wallen, I hope I said that right. Boo and I have Llewellyn. Llewellyn? Oh, yep. thank you. Sir. Um, who's a red shirt junior, but uh, he's ranked number three in the country. And and I'd never heard the name Boo outside of Boo Radley back in my <laughs> college, <laughs> or college, excuse me, high school, high school English class. But uh, so Henry you, wrestled him last year. Yeah, Henry did. Yep. And uh, it was an injury default at the end, and and Henry kind of took Boo out for a little while there. Right. I, I don't think Boo finished the year, but I, I, if I remember right, Henry had a quarter Nelson on him, and I think his shoulder got hurt. But I, the match was very tight. I can't remember if Henry was ahead or behind by one. It was real tight. That was my recollection of the match too, um, and. I don't think he did wrestle the rest of the year. Um, yeah. Shoulder injury. And this is going to be a tight match, right? We can agree on that. No matter yep. what we think about the outcome, it's going to be tight. But it's on the road. But it's on the road. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. Tiebreaker goes to the home team, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be very tight. I'm hoping Henry can pull off the win, but I'm thinking this – this could be booze this time. Yeah, and that's not saying we don't believe in you, Henry. If you listen no. out there, or Steve, we believe in you, sir. Uh, <laughs> just uh, it's, 
it's a tough road to hoe, as I like to say. Apparently, I've been saying that a lot. Um, yeah. Up next, we have who do we have at one fifty seven? Right? Yeah. Yep. Colt. Colton will be up next at one fifty seven. Um, so he's got Wyatt Sheets, and he wrestled Wyatt Sheets again. You know, Clay wrestled some of his best matches last year. Come come tournament time and like we said that's what coach always says is going to happen he wrestled and lost in a sudden victory to sheets last year um so, so this is going to be another real tight match right we're going to be in this one going to be we're, we're hoping so uh, i think we're going to win this one i i'm hoping colton gets a bounce back here this is one that he can win and and this will help him you know in the big 12 seedings so let's go with him yeah I'm betting on my horse. After that, we have what, the guy I like to call the crowd favorite, Tanner. <laughs> oh, no. Excuse me. That's the wrong Tanner. My apologies. We got Tanner Cook. All he does is win, win, win by pin, pin, pin. Uh, he's taking on the number ninth uh, wrestler in the in the country, uh, Travis Whitlake. And, uh, it's true freshman uh, versus red Richard freshman. But Tanner's been on fire, and I am not letting him that guy. Let, let me tell you. Yep. Because this guy's going to shoot in on him. He's going to show. It's going to be there. You think they've, they've wrestled? They've wrestled four common opponents this year. Yeah. And Whitlake is four and zero, oh, and Tanner is three and one. He dropped a major decision to Cole Moody. Oh. And Whitlake majored Cole Moody. Right. So I don't think that was Tanner's best outing. Well, you have an off day every once in a while, don't you? So I think it's either Tanner six. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or if, if it's Whitlake, I think it's three that way. Well, you got to pick. I'm going to go, I'm going to go six Tanner. I'm I'm betting. All he does is win, win, win with a pin, pin, pin. I'm gonna let you have that pick. Okay. I'm... Well, then we'll just we'll just go. Right now we got nine to six us, right? Yep. And so I'm gonna keep track of mine. I'm okay. Put another six on the board for me. I'm gonna have to go with Whitlake in this one. So you're saying at this point you three. got S three, right? Yep. So you're saying nine to nine. Nine to nine. And then we got Kate King coming up, and guess what? Nothing gets any easier. He's got Joe Smith, the one that we talked about earlier. Um, sure. Past All-American. Um, it's just going to be a tough match. I'm hoping Cade can can pull something off or at least keep it down to a, a regular decision. And I think it's Joe Smith 3. You know – yeah, because Cade, that's all he gets, like we were saying earlier. <laughs> it's all he gets is, is guys ranked in the top echelon. And, yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be tw- tough for him to, to usurp that. So, The good news but, is, guess who we have coming up? Zach Carlson, <laughs> another one of our favorites, ranked number 10th in the country. Wrestling against Anthony Montalavo, a redshirt freshman who's ranked number 14. So this, you know, is going to be a close match. 
Absolutely. What, what do you think? What do you think is the outcome here? I, I'm I'm going with Zach. I'm never going against Zach because all he does is go out there and win. And I think it's a decision. So you have it at twelve twelve then at that point. Yep. And I'm ahead of you by a couple points, but I'll go back and fill mine in at the end. Here. That's all right. Um, and after that, we have the crowd favorite, right? Yeah, and it just doesn't get any easier. So he's got <laughs> Dakota. <laughs> it just does right. not. I mean, that no, they're a top Those program. Are, You're not going to have right. easy matches. That's right. Yeah, so he's got Dakota Gear. Um, they've never wrestled each other before. This one is huge it for is huge. seeding for the conference. This one is huge. Um, and it's huge for the, the, the duel as well. It, it really is. It's a pivotal match. But you're going which way with that? You're killing me. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Tanner. I think he's trending up. I think, you know, I think he's working up to the point to where he's going to be the big dog in the Big 12. So I'm going to give him the three-pointer. I, I'm i going to not disagree with you. I think he builds off of last week. You know, he had a great outing. Uh, avenge something. It maybe builds his confidence, kind of like what our friends talked about. You know, confidence can be a big thing in wrestling. And I think you know, getting – Getting a solid win like he did last week is going to him up. I think he pulled it off. And you know we got to leave the Bears down for you. Yeah, the dancing Russian Bears. That is Blake Walter, my boy. But before we get to him, so then we got we, – we're going to say a, just a regular decision there, we figure? Yeah. Yep. So that has us 15 to 12. 15 to 12. So this is getting tight here now. This is a team that actually lost to you and I, who we beat. So it's looking good. We're going. We're down to the heavyweights. It all comes down to this. That's how it always is, right? That's they right. They're going to do the dance, and I predict Blake Walters gets his victory here for us. Right? He got his first victory in Frost. This is a good option for him. He's a junior, wrestling a redshirt sophomore. Um, I think this is going to turn out. I think it'll be a low-scoring match, as most heavyweight matches tend to be. Right. But uh, I think he's got it in him. What What do you think? I I'm not I'm not going against you. All right. So that has it as a final of what do we come up with? 18, 18 to 12. 18 to 12, got? and pull it off. That's and I pretty. Th- cool. Yeah. I that's, that's worst case scenario. I think I have, you know, the pin in there that you don't. So <laughs> sure. I got a couple more points us and a couple few less them. Yep. I think the individual key matches are going to be those two that we just talked about, uh, the 197 pound and and the 100, the 285. And, uh, there's a couple other ones. 141 and 149 definitely are are key in there as well. So I think I think how we come out on those four is where we will end up as far as the duel is concerned. Yep. You know, this team travels together. They always seem to wrestle very well on the road. So I mean they went into northern Iowa. They they beat a team that's still ranked above us. Uh 
like we were saying earlier on wrestling rankings, that happens. Yep. Um, so, well, talking about that, do we want to do we want to touch on that at all? Or I think we kind of covered that. You and I got a pretty big win there. Uh, they they did. Um, and I, I think that explains why they're above us, right? Like because, and and sometimes wrestling duels is all about matchups. Right. Uh, counted five guys Oklahoma State has that are that are ranked. Mm-hmm. And we got uh, we got five as well, right? Yep. But uh, there are guys who are ranked just in general, uh, on average, a little higher than us. You know, Zach's kind of our Zach and Henry are our top two guys at nine and ten, and you know they got a three and a four. So duels are good for the fans. You yeah, know they are. Um, come March. Hopefully, we'll be watching quite a few of our guys wrestling in yeah. Minneapolis. Come March, we're going to be talking about how many All-Americans are we going to get, right? <laughs> you and I, that's what we're going to, we're going to have that discussion. We will have. And, and we'll keep talking about it a little bit. We'll keep trying to get some guests on here, too, lining them yeah. up. and Other topics in wrestling, I got, uh, I see that uh, number one Iowa versus number two Penn. Uh, it's going on Friday, Carver-Hawkeye. Uh, seven bouts of ranked wrestlers, uh, and Iowa has ten ranked, and the Nittany Lions seven. So uh, that's a pretty big match. It could have been a little bigger, but you know, as you know, uh, ending up the ASU in November, and that broke what they had was a sixty, a sixty duel streak of winning, which is pretty yep. impressive, you know. There'll, there'll be some good matchups there, 165 and 174. Those will be interesting to see how they come out. Now, you know a little bit more because you have Flow. Is that on Flow? Can people get it on Flow? It's on Flow, isn't it? I think that's on the Big Ten Network. Oh, it, I know it is, actually. Now yeah. that you say so, that. that is so that's what, the, for everybody out there, the Big Ten has been having Friday night wrestling. And last right, week right. was a duel as well. Or they had two two matches back-to-back. Um so if you don't get that on your cable channel, you're gonna to have to run down to your local bar and you know ask ask them nicely to put wrestling on the screen, and maybe you can get some other people interested in wrestling and get them up to a, a duel at Frost. Absolutely, it's one person at a time. And I and I saw another news that the team that we're wrestling, Oklahoma State, has a couple of football players <laughs> that are going to be joining the wrestling team. Yeah. I did see that some of their defensive players that were yeah Brock Martin and Malcolm Rodriguez yeah and, and they're both former high school wrestlers and uh, I think it's Coach Gundy their football coach kind of you know pointed that out and thought that's why they were such great tacklers in in a press conference once so yep. uh, well uh, that's it's not unprecedented what's that it's not unprecedented josh hockett from fresno state played football scored a lot of touchdowns for him this year and and he's correct yeah but yeah i'm wondering if that hurt because i think he used to wrestle 197 and now he's wrestling heavyweight this year so i would imagine yeah and the two are majorly different right i mean our styles and and obviously the weight makes a big difference but uh, the way they wrestle in those two is, is a lot different and uh, the last thing I got uh, for everybody out there in podcast land, if you like listening to podcasts, talking about wrestling, um, there's a new wrestling podcast on 
on now, I guess, that you can find it in your podcast outlets. Uh, not trying to promote anyone else's, but just trying to promote sport of wrestling. I got uh, two-time NCAA champion and three-time Super Bowl champion. Steven Neal's going to be doing his own own wrestling podcast, and it's, it's all about how wrestling made him into what he is. So that looks pretty interesting. I maybe take a look at that myself. And I don't have a whole lot else to talk about, Steve. Neither do I. Um, had a great time at the uh, VIP event Saturday night. Hats off to the, the coaches and hats off to Coach Hahn's wife. She does an excellent job. And hopefully that'll that keeps pushing our Jackrabbit Wrestling Club over the top and, you know, funds gives the funds for all those kids to go to these open tournaments, such as the Midlands that we talked about earlier. Yeah, thanks to everybody that showed up for that. Uh, I wasn't able to attend. I was a little bit jealous, you know. It's a long, long ways to drive, and in a fair amount of money, I'd rather just probably donate straight away. So I'll have to do that. Maybe I'll get in on the dollars per pin that's still open. I hear there's some taking donations for that. So if you wanna, if you wanna get in on the pledge per pin, uh, you can contact Coach Hyde. Uh, on that and. Uh, I want to thank everybody for being with us and listening to us last week. And we're going to continue to try and get better for you as we go. And uh, as always, get jacked. And thanks for listening.